Veronica Romney is a dream team architect who helps online entrepreneurs build their dream teams and train their rainmaking marketing leaders. She's a former speaker and trainer for Tony Robbins and Dean Grazioso and the former chief of staff of mega brand Boss Babe. She's no stranger to the stage and has been in the online marketing world for over 15 years, having been featured in places like Forbes, Inc., Huffington Post, ABC News, and more. When she's not helping her visionary clients scale to eight figures and beyond or hosting the Her Rainmaker podcast, you can find her regularly with her two main cubs in the beautiful oak trees of North Carolina. Hello, hello, Super Expanders. Welcome back. I am sitting here with a real true Super Expander, and I can't wait for her to share her magic, her story with you. So I'd love to introduce you to Veronica Romney. Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast, Veronica. Super excited to be here. Thank you. Uh, So excited to dive into all of the wisdom that you have to share. So, you know, I, I like to start out on a non-business note because, you know, I'm just trying to change the, the sure. conversation around here. I feel like we start straight away with business and I'm really all about connecting and finding out who people are deep down mm-hmm. on a soul level. So who is Veronica deep down to her <laughs> core on a soul level? On a soul level, freak. Um, well, that's a really interesting question. Cause you're right. Like most of us label, especially as women, we label ourselves by our titles. So I'm a mom and I'm a wife, I'm a business owner, I'm a friend, I'm a sister, a daughter, all the things I think at a soul level though, I'm somebody that craves, and this is just something that keeps coming up to me in my life. I really crave deeper connection. Like I've come to a place in my life where I feel like I rather swim in the deep end with few than in the shallow with many. And I'm sure a lot of people hit that point where you realize that quality is way better than quantity, but it it just takes a second in your, in your journey. And I'm finding that not just in my personal life, but also in my professional life, especially if you look at my background, because I've worked for big brands that were mass mass consumed brands, you know, where it was, you know, the numbers counted and the numbers mattered. Um, And so it's just this really beautiful place where the quality of the relationship is what I seek both in like women, men and professional and personal. I'm excited for this conversation. <laughs> and I feel like this might be the first time I'm saying this, like in a public forum, but I was actually discussing this with the girls in my mastermind just the other day is that I recently had this aha moment uh, that felt really liberating when I was like, you know what? I know we're, we're supposed to walk around and talk about this, like impact, how we want to impact millions, sure. but I really have had this sense that I'm like, I don't, that's not really mm-hmm. my, mm-hmm. my drive. My driving force really is to deeply impact mm-hmm. a small number, but, it, but I want to open up a dialogue. And the reason why I'm sharing it in this way, cause it's, it's not about me, this is about you, but it resonates with me because I feel like inside of that, there's still this actual power to impact sure. millions because those people that you impact the ripple effect that goes out mm-hmm. from there. And when you deeply impact a small number, mm-hmm. it's so much more powerful mm-hmm. than, than the shallow impact. Mm-hmm. Right. Hundred percent. Um, there's a really great book that has been. Um, there's lots of great books, but one of the books that inspired this for me to see what is possible um, was a book called uh, Trillion 
trillion dollar coach. Oh, right? I have it sitting right on my yeah. bedside table. Um, that's really great. Mm-hmm. So okay, this is going to be a great conversation. Well, it was written about this man who was essentially this kind of neighborhood coach to some of the greatest, biggest CEOs in the planet. I mean, the Steve Jobs, the Google CEO, things like that. And nobody knew who he was. They wrote the book about him after he passed away. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, I don't know, there was something really liberating around that. And I, this hasn't been a constant theme for me because I, have been in conflict with myself for a really long time. If I'm being super honest, I keep arguing with myself if I'm better suited as the visionary Veronica versus the behind the scenes kind of integrator rainmaker Veronica. Cause I, there's a part of me that wants nobody to know what I'm doing. Like get out of my business. You just get out of my personal life. And then I'm the one that also wakes up at four in the morning with the crazy, big, big, you know, Walt Disney level type of dreams and ambition. And so I just, there's two parts of me at all time that, that, I don't know, this speaks to me. Um, But this trillion dollar coach concept is just fascinating to me because this person had enormous impact and yet he was like a best kept secret. I just think there's something really beautiful about that, you know, a little ninja aspect of, of your impact. Um, but I'm with you. I'm I'm hundred percent with you. Like I, I don't really want to water myself down to be consumed by the masses. I rather just be the right thing for the right person at the right time. Speaking my language, <laughs> I like really, really love that. So I want to back up though. Okay. So sure. let's talk about this part of you that's actually at, at odds because mm-hmm. I personally believe we get to be multi hyphenated yes. individuals. So, and I think that that's like when we find that intersection mm-hmm. of being that that's when we really start to, things really start to get juicy, right? Because it's not like one or the other, it's the, and you know, you get to have both all at the same time, but inside of those intersections are starts to be where our superpowers live. At least this yes. is the way that I, I see things. So let's, let's talk about that. Like yeah. when you look at that visionary and the behind the scenes, w- what lives at that intersection for you? Yeah. And that's a fair question. And I, I, I recorded a podcast a while ago with a guy named Dr. Greg Botero on my podcast, the Remaker podcast, where we, li- I literally had the epiphany on the, like on live on the podcast where I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so like, let me just give context. So the conflict that I have found myself in, in the past was um, having to choose between being someone for all versus being someone just for those that I love and care about. Cause like, there's no part of me that craves attention or signing anyone's books or anything. Like there's just not, I really just like a private life, which is why I moved to North Carolina. It's like this quiet life in the oak trees in North Carolina, you know, with me and my family, my two boys and my husband. And it's just like this, like a uh, little truffle of a life. Um, but then at the same time, I also recognized that I was given gifts and skills and talent. And I didn't just, you know, I didn't create this ambition. I kind of feel like I was just born with it. So like I, there's this calling. And if you've ever seen Moana, <laughs> cause I'm a big Disney fan, it's like the ocean calls me and I was always kind of fighting it. And the reason I think I was fighting it for so long to be my visionary self, that like public persona, so to speak, was I think because I thought I had to do it a particular way that was Uh, incongruent with my values and out of integrity with myself. Mm. And that's because I did work for Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. And I did work for boss babe and I did work for Pete Vargas and I, and I, and of course their peers. And so I see what it takes to do that. And I just 
didn't want to do it that way. And I felt like I had to until I realized I didn't. So what was that moment, the defining moment, the tipping point that when that aha moment of that, you, that you didn't have to do it that way? I think it was when I left boss babe, if I'm being really transparent, like I, I was their chief of staff for, you know, a period of time. And, and then I think when I left, um, I just realized that like, yes, I too can serve teams behind the scenes, which is what I love to do. But I too also felt there was this kind of like injustice that was happening and I didn't know how to articulate it. And I didn't know how to put myself out there in a way that it would track the right people. And so I just, I guess I just stopped trying to be a brand and I just started talking from my personal experience. And, and then it came right. And then I realized like people didn't have to buy from me because of what I, what house I lived in, what car I drove, what I wore, like none of that mattered. In fact, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see it's completely voided of all of that. Like you don't work with me because you want to be me, which is what I thought I had to do or emulate. You work with me because I help you to your aspirational outcome, not because you're trying to be me or my aspirational life, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you kind of took that influence Mm -hmm. off off the table, which Mm -hmm. I think that like luxury marketing piece of like, Hey, look at me, Mm -hmm. which is, Mm -hmm. there's a whole ick factor, I think Mm -hmm. going on around Instagram with that, especially now that you can like, you know, you can rent spaces that look like private jets. Uh, like it's like a garage somewhere. I, which I just learned (laughs) this. I, I should have known this, but I like, my mind doesn't think this way, but you're like, what you can like go and like rent a space where it looks as if you have rented a private jet. Just anybody who's listening, this is a true thing that you can actually do and people do it, which is bonkers bananas. But okay. So I want to roll it back for a second and, and just kind of (laughs) like, not with the, like, those are a lot of big names that you have have worked with. So let's talk about how that journey began. Cause it wasn't just one, it was, it was all of them. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it was. And it was, um, you know, once, you know, somebody, you know, somebody you know, like, it's just, I didn't, I, I come from a corporate marketing background. I graduated in global marketing. I was going to climb the corporate ladder. So the fact that I ended up in this crazy wild online industry, working with a ton of personal brands, like just still, I think <laughs> doesn't make sense to me if I'm being super honest. Um, and yet that's where the ocean called me. I don't know. It's like, like where the river took me. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was me leaving corporate America, starting my own agency, my own marketing agency, and then realizing that despite loving marketing, I actually didn't love rendering services for people. So I sold it. And I was like all about that speaker life because I still like to teach. I don't care if it's a classroom of 20 high school students about marketing and personal branding, or it's an auditorium of a thousand people singing me happy birthday in Vancouver. Like, I think the stage is just a platform for teachers Mm -hmm. and I loved it. And that's when the Tony and Dean opportunity came around because they were compiling a speaking team and I had applied and I had made it after, you know, a couple of rounds and like the hunger games type of uh, experience. And that's how I met Pete Vargas. And that's how I got into this wild ride of the space that is the online industry. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> so then like, that's fast forward to here we are now after sure. tremendous amount of learnings inside of, um, that's like a behind the curtain view Mm -hmm. of so many different businesses that Mm -hmm. I'm sure stories on stories on stories, but we, we won't go there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So let's talk about where you are now, how you came to be where you are and like what that looks like. Yeah, I, I think um, it's all fair questions. Cause like no matter where you work or who you work for or with or whatever, like you're going to be shown a great, a great example of how to be or do something. And then you're also at the same time, always going to be shown a way of not to do something. Mm-hmm. So same thing with your parents, right? Like I love my parents to the ends of the earth. They're Cuban immigrants who like sacrificed everything for me and my siblings, but I'm also not trying to be my mother. Right. So same idea, right? Like when you, when you come across different individuals, you learn and you take and you um, assign meaning to your experiences and then you expand. But I think it was really at Boss Bay being chief of staff where it was kind of like, if you've ever seen like one of those like Russian nesting dolls where mm-hmm. like you're trying to figure out what your zone of genius is versus your competence, your proficiency, your excellence, like where you're trying to like, just kind of like keep going, keep going, keep going. And so I always knew that I loved marketing and I I'm nerdy. Like I love the art and the science of marketing and the ins and outs of like the craft that it is mm-hmm. the persuasion that marketers use to like get somebody to say yes to buying from you. Like I still love it, but I just kept on like, I think the nesting doll, I just kept on peeling back the layers of like, okay, but why do I love marketing? Well, I love the art of marketing. Okay. But why do I love the art of marketing? Cause I love working with marketing people who create this beautiful art. And why do I like working with marketing people? And I just kept kind of going. And like at the, at the conclusion of this, of this exercise, it was like, I love working with marketing teams like that. If there was anywhere that I felt comfortable outside of like my kids and my husband and my family, I love drop me in the middle of a marketing team. And I'm like in my like heaven, because it's just where I thrive the best in a leadership capacity. Mm. You're playing that like five levels of why. Yeah. And that's what got you there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So let's just imagine someone comes into your world right now. What does sure. it look like that for them to work with you? What is a journey and what does that look like? Yeah. And this has been, this was another big aha for me, if I had to be honest, because when you're a marketer, you are asked to, you know, make money. Like that's what marketers do. We literally generate revenue for companies and we lay golden eggs. And so I think for a long time, I felt this pressure of like, okay, I'm a marketing expert thought leader. So I'm going to just have my spin or my take on strategies, tactic tools, tips. And then what I just realized outside of these things are the people who actually execute those things that are being underserved, not cared for. And then quite frankly, they're being churned out and burnt out probably every eight to nine months on average in the online space. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, working with me means you want to work on the person that is actually executing the strategies as opposed to coming to me because you want some seven, eight figure marketing strategy, which sure I have those, but more importantly, I work on the human who actually has to execute that at like a Navy SEALs level. So I, at this stage in my career, you come to me to level up as a leader. That's what I do. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, uh, there's a, a lot of um, ethics that come up sure. around that because especially in the online space, everything is all about just like how much, what's, what's your income? What's your income? Mm-hmm. Tell me how much you made, because that's the the clout you have to toss around in order to I mean, I don't think it's actually true, but I mean, that's what the the perception is, is that you have to talk about how much money you're making in order to, you know, it's like a measuring stick contest out there. Yeah. So that that takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. to start to move away from that being the values that you align yourself with, with the way that you show up and, and actually try to 
aim to attract people into your world. So that's big, that's bold, that's brave. So there has to have been somebody in in that journey that kind of reflected to you, mirrored to you that all of this was possible for you to just like completely own your truth and bring mm-hmm. it forth in business. So I'd love to hear a super yeah. expander story from you. Yeah. And I, um, again, you get great examples and not so great examples. And so working with a lot of those personalities, um, I think what was so eye-opening to me is that what you would see on social media as being epic and their most abundant selves and like they're just thriving, me being behind the scenes and really prominent leadership positions, I knew very, I knew that they were not thriving and I I would get the boxes that were crying and I would, you know, and so like, again, I'm, I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm a Cuban woman with really strong value. I don't know, like all the things, all the personality assessments. And so integrity is just very high on the list for me and who you are when no one is looking matters. And so I think it was, if I had to be honest, like the first person that comes to mind um, is a woman named Adrienne Richardson. Um, she is a famous for generating traffic for businesses and Facebook ads and different advertising platforms. And she's like one hell of a strategist too. But she walked away from a, a role that, and I'm, I can't disclose, but like, it was like an obscene amount of money that they were paying obscene amount of money that they were paying her. And she walked away because of a, a breach in values between her and the company and then watching her kind of take off. And I don't know, I just, she was the one that if I had to like give credit to being like a role model that you, yes, you can make it in this online industry. And yes, you can still be in integrity with yourself. And yes, you for every no, or for everything that you have to walk away from, there's still something that can be walked into that is more aligned with yours. Like, yeah, it's, it's her. And then the funny thing is um, on my podcast, we record an episode. I didn't know this until I recorded it with her. Cause now we're like best friends, but she hated me when she met me. <laughs> Okay. Hate is a strong word. She did not love me the way she does today because I was, um, in kind of that marketing leadership position for Pete Vargas. And she was the the Facebook ads vendor. And I was coming in telling her what's what. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, not better. (laughs) And so we talk about it on the podcast, but like, it just goes to show you that again, some of your greatest influences, you know, role models, uh, friends, confidants, um, you know, they don't always necessarily start that way, but if you can stick it through, can actually be like some of the greatest source of like strength for you too. Oh my gosh. Actually, I, I think it's almost, I mean, unless that like gut feeling of like, I don't like this person is like a, okay, uh-huh. they are a danger and they're like out of alignment in terms mm-hmm. of values for me. But a lot of times those people that like really stick in your side or rub you the wrong way, yeah. they are such valuable teachers for yeah. you, right? There's so much information in that like triggered response that someone gives you, mm-hmm. right? I actually have, have a, a, someone who's grown to be a good friend that 13 years ago, that's like, I had like a, ugh, a, a, but, and as I evolved over time and I got really curious about those, those things that I didn't like, I just started to see a whole different kind of person that evolved in, in front of me. So I, I love that you said that and you, and you <laughs> shared that. And I love that you guys are like the best friends now. That's, we are. That's, that's so cool. As two women too, you know? Yes. Yes. So these, these deep female relationships, Mm -hmm. they are possible. So Mm -hmm. I like that you brought that up too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I love that. Okay. So 
I'm just like sitting here thinking about the fact that, that you know, like you exited some of the, like, the, you know, some huge opportunity and just like sure. your friend did similarly. And she kind of showed you that that mm-hmm. was possible for you. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. yeah. She was a like, box away. <laughs> she, I would be boxing her. I'm like, this is going down. Oh my gosh. You know, like I, I can't stay here. What do I, you know, it's, it, she was that she was the, the, the bat signal that went out and she was the one that took the call. And she was the one that kind of like, I don't know, breathed light into me. If that meant like, she just kind of gave me this, this gust of, of wind under me, my wings to tell me that I could. Mm-hmm. And then she just laid it out. Okay. This is what you do. Cause she's also an Enneagram eight. So like, leave it to eights to tell people what to do. We're like, Oh, we got this. You're in a crisis. We got you. Like, that's exactly how we operate. Maybe sometimes not for ourselves, but And so she just kind of laid it out. Like, you're really fantastic at this. I've never seen anybody do anything close to what you did here. Da, 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 go. And I'm like, got it. So like, that's what I mean. Like she was the person that I reached out to. Why? Because of the values, because if I was going to take advice or counsel from anybody, it was going to be 100% on the basis that I respect you, that I admire you and that we have value. So you're not going to tell me anything that would be out of integrity with myself. Yes. I love that you pointed that out too, is that you can't always do it for yourself. That's the thing. Like we can't do brain surgery on ourselves. That is why we need people like this in, in our lives to Mm -hmm. reflect our greatness back to us or remind us Mm -hmm. of it when we have these moments where we're questioning it or not so sure because you're in the weeds and not able to see it. Okay. So now you have this amazing business Mm -hmm. rainmakers, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about that. You also have a podcast. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's, let's go there a little. Yeah. So yes. Um, if you follow me, you're going to see a lot of the rust red. It's kind of like my signature color. Quite frankly, I tell people that my brand colors came from my rug in my house that I'm obsessed with. So like, that's not brain search, like great marketing can just be inspired by what you like. Um, but yeah, the rainmaker residency is a very unique, um, container, in which we work with CEOs and their marketing leaders to achieve that kind of marketing greatness by getting the CEO out of that CMO capacity, Mm -hmm. letting them be the primary messenger for the company and not hide behind the walls of the company. So like they're doing the speaking engagements, they're writing the book, they're doing the strategic collaborations and podcast interviews and all the things. And then while they're generating this really beautiful buzz around the business that only they can do as the founder and creator of what they've made, the rainmaker, that marketing leader that I call a rainmaker is the one that's like converting the followers into customers for the first time on repeat, that prospect journey. And so I work on both of them because I have to show the CEO how to get out of the way lovingly. And I have to show this rainmaker how to replace their boss, which also has some feels while they're executing marketing strategies and tactics simultaneously because we're not going to stop the bus. So it's a really unique container and um, I just love what I do so much. Yeah. So, well, you kind of bridge, you're, you're the bridge between Mm -hmm. the two. So it's a lot Mm -hmm. of personalities and Mm -hmm. sounds like a little bit like you almost, did you all, do you also have a PhD in uh, psychology? Cause I feel like that (laughs) it does require, yes, I, yes, I have uh, in the process of finishing up my psychology certification, but quite frankly, even before that, it was a lot of just my own personal experiences and my empathy and then just my, I think, in, intuition that led a lot of that conversation. I think more than anything, I just played translator a lot, right? Because I know distinctly what it is to be a CEO and feel all the weight. And I also know what it is to be a rainmaker for some of the biggest brands in the world 
who have, you know, and I've been supported in some scenarios and I've had my legs cut from underneath me in other scenarios. So like, I know healthy, I know not healthy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the life experiences are Mm -hmm. our best teacher. So being Mm -hmm. able to say that you've walked in both sets of shoes gives a very unique perspective and one that's of tremendous value. Okay. So I know that people are listening and they're like, Ooh, I need to know more about all the things here. So how how can they sure. audience find you? Yeah. I mean, I, I too have a podcast called the Rainmaker podcast, but I will say I love people sliding into my DMS in not a creepy way, but like, you know what I mean? Not like, you know, um, Adam Levine, but like, just, you can slide into my DMS on Instagram. It is me and no one else. So like, if this, if what I'm sharing with you, or if you're also somebody that's craving kind of deep end of the pool, you know, relationships and conversations and like, just say hi. Um, that's me on the other end. Oh, that's amazing. So take a moment. You can scroll down into the show notes and you can find Veronica's Instagram handle right there and a link to her podcast. So you should definitely go check that out and give it a listen, but make sure you follow her. And when you follow her, go say hello, tell her that you heard this episode of the super expander podcast. Tell her, you know, maybe tell her what your favorite gem juicy nugget of wisdom that she shared because it's really nice to know what landed for people I mean, at least that's kind of what i think so i always say that the biggest thing that you could possibly ever do is to share that with someone mm. because it um you know it goes a long way so make sure that you you do that and on the note of juicy nuggets of wisdom is there one last juicy nugget that you'd like to share with us I just tell you how much I love that you're using the word juicy though. It's just like the been the highlight of this podcast for me. Cause I, I love that word. It's way better than moist. Anyways, let's, so let's do juicy. What is the last juicy thing that I could impart to your audience on um, when it comes to like, just not having to do everything themselves. I think a lot of people are scared. I think there's a lot of fear around inviting people to the party when it comes to building your business, because it is your baby and no one, you know, the proverbial, no one will care about this as much as I'll care about this. I just want you to hear me when I say that's just not true. There's actually a plethora of humans who are in desperate desire to work with people that they are aligned with that do not have the desire or crave the spotlight in any way that their zone of genius is actually building somebody else's vision and they do exist. They, they slide into my DMS all the time saying, I don't like where I work. Can you match me with somebody else? So like I come, I also say that from personal experience, like, I think, I think it had my experiences worked out better. I would probably still be working for somebody if, if the values were there. So there are people who genuinely want to see you, you know, succeed and see your mission through that are not just you. So don't believe that lie. Cause it's not true. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think that we, there is a lot of fear that we can hold around that as you bring someone in is that they're just going to come in and steal your knowledge or your intellectual Uh property or the way you did things or your clients or whatever it is and leave. But some people truly, that's not the, that's not the path. Like not everybody is meant to be a front facing and nor do they desire that. So it's, I think that's a really a big thing to, to come to terms with in an aha moment that every single front facing business owner can start to step into and really understand. So thank you so much for that. That was a big one. I am so grateful for you. I know that you are busy and that, you know, time is our, you know, it's our most valuable asset. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here at the super expander podcast. We will catch you on the next episode. 
If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media. 